Thank you, Mary. And uh, can I thank the Tonshta for her very generous launch speech. And thank you all for uh, coming here and being here tonight. Um, a book of this sort is an immense collaborative effort. So my few words are mostly about thanking those who are involved. Anything that originates from the DIB owes a great deal to James McGuire, who was managing editor of the project for 20 years, and without whose efforts there would be no Dictionary of Irish Biography. Thanks are also due to the DIB contributors, whose articles we selected for inclusion, because it is their excellent work that forms the basis of this book. I would also like to thank our colleagues in publications for their valuable contributions, Ruth Hegarty, Helena King, Fidelma Slattery, and Jeff Wilson. Because our offices are separated by the Great Gulf of St. Stephen's Green, we don't get to see you as often as we should. But this volume provided an excellent opportunity for us to work together. Considerable thanks are also due to David Rooney. The most striking feature of this book is David's illustrations. And one of the great pleasures of working on it was to see the skill, diligence, and imagination with which David went about his work and the way in which he used biographical quirks and details to create powerful and memorable images. Finally, I wish to thank my two DIB colleagues who worked with me on the book, Patrick Maum and Larry White. Patrick's introduction and afterward are superb pieces of scholarly writing, incisively putting the rising in its historical context and providing valuable new insights on familiar events. And as for Larry, well, Larry was involved at every stage in the work and enhanced every aspect of it. He wrote some of the best entries in the book, brought his acute editing skills to bear on the others, and provided informed and imaginative feedback on the early drafts of David's drawings. We who work on the DIB know that we are very lucky to have such a fine and dedicated scholar as a colleague. And I would hope that with the publication of this volume, his talents receive the recognition they so richly deserve. As has been mentioned, the Easter Rising is probably the formative event in 20th century Irish history. And it's only right that we acknowledge this and commemorate it fittingly. With this book, our hope is that by providing a number of different individual perspectives, we managed to show that the Rising was a more complex and multifaceted event than is sometimes acknowledged. And one that lends itself, that one that does not lend itself rather, easily to any simple narrative. Try as we might, we cannot get away from the fact that the rising was carried out without a democratic mandate. Those who led it sought no popular endorsement, but invoked the sanction of God and Ireland's dead generations, neither of which were in any position to contradict them. But of course, the wider political context must also be taken into account. And that context is of a majority who had who had continually been denied the right of national self-determination by various means, none of them terribly democratic. So does the denial of democracy by a government over such a long period in some way justify opponents of that government who choose to disregard the popular will? I've thought a lot about this, and the answer I've come up with is, I don't know. <laughs> but when faced with such head-scratching conundrums, Sometimes it can be hard to know which way to turn. But the first thing you can do is to inform yourself. And what better way to inform yourself than to read the 40 articles included in 1916 Portraits and Lives. My main hope for this book 
is that it will contribute to an informed debate in this decade of centenaries and play some part in helping to ensure that those commemorations are not politically self-serving, partisan or triumphalist, but thoughtful, honest and respectful to those who are involved and especially to those who suffered. Thank you.